Hello and a big warm welcome to you and welcome to the Aware Parenting Podcast. My name is Marion Rose, PhD, and today I'm here on my own. Really, this episode is kind of a PS to the last episode with the lovely Roma Norris. After talking to her, we chatted a bit afterwards and I realized there were quite a few things that I didn't share that I would have loved to have shared in terms of modalities and practices and hmm, things that I have found really, really helpful in my healing journey from my experience as an incubator baby being born at 30 weeks 55 years ago. If you haven't listened to that episode, Roma and I share in detail some of the symptoms and the effects that we've experienced over the years. And we did talk a little bit about some of the things that have been helpful in our healing journeys, but I wanted to share a little bit more. Roma did also share a couple more things that she's found really, really helpful. But I actually think in terms of giving that justice, I was just going to share those with you, but I think what would be much more enjoyable would be for her to come back to come and share about that with you in person sometime. So really today I'm going to be sharing my own experiences and I really want to say specifically I am not sharing this as an aware parenting instructor, I'm sharing this from just my own experience. So I'm not saying in any way, shape or form that aware parenting recommends any of these modalities. They are simply things that I found really, really helpful on my own journey. And I thought you might find it interesting just really to see the variety of things that are on offer that can really, really be so helpful. And just to know that there are so many more modalities out there as well that can be really, really helpful to support us to really heal from these early experiences, whether they're in utero, during birth, or in those early days and weeks after birth. So, of course, with Aware Parenting, we're really talking about supporting babies, children, and teens to heal from stress and trauma, including pre- and perinatal stress and trauma. So here, this is more about what we can do as adults because some of the healing ways are the same or similar and some of them are quite different. So let me begin. I would love to say a little bit more or restate some of the experiences, you could say symptoms I've had in my life particularly earlier on before I had done much healing and some of the core feelings that I connected in with and have connected in with since I have been doing <laughs> this deep healing. And so some of the symptoms were things like a lot of fear, a lot of fear, actually more like terror, I had some panic attacks. I uh, had a deep sense of isolation, not belonging. A lot of challenge asking for support or receiving support. And a lot of powerlessness and great desire to always have 
power and agency over things. I also had things like fears in relation to going in lifts and going on airplanes that would help me reconnect with, of course, that experience in the incubator of having this enclosure around me. And dental trips will often also help me reconnect with those early memories, particularly in terms of you know, having my mouth open and having having things happen there in terms of revisiting what I experienced as a little baby. When I delved in, the, the core things I connected with initially were a lot of sadness and grief and loss. So there was a lot of, of that in that initial stage, a lot to do with isolation and not belonging a lot of fear and terror, huge amount of longing, and a lot of powerlessness, as I shared, and yeah, a lot about this deep sense of not being understood. And what I experience so much in my life now are really the opposite of those things. So instead of sadness, I just feel a lot of... Oh, gratitude, natural gratitude of how my life is and the the people and the beings that I have in my life. Instead of the fear and the terror I used to feel, I feel a lot of relaxation and spaciousness and calmness. <laughs> Instead of isolation, I feel a really deep sense of belonging, really feel such a deep sense of belonging. And so the, the longing that was so often here, I feel a lot of fulfillment and connection. And instead of the powerlessness, I feel a lot of agency and power, true power. And some of the, the core work I've really tended to over the years. So really just to say basically it really is possible to really experience very, very different feelings and general ongoing states through the kinds of modalities I'm going to be sharing about. So I wonder if that's helpful as well if you have experienced things that you haven't yet tended to, to, to know that it really is possible to make tremendous changes in our experiences through deep healing. So I'll begin at the beginning and to say, first of all, that actually understanding how we are affected as babies in utero, during birth and after birth. That was really my initial starting point to understand the theory. So I did a lot of that, both just in my own time, but also academically in training as a psychotherapist. I just did a lot, lot, lot of that. And that was really, really helpful to really make sense and to start seeing the patterns and the themes and aha, you know, all these aha moments of like, oh, that's why that is and that's why I feel that and that's why I'm like that. That was a really powerful thing and I often find that understanding the theory, that cognitive understanding is so helpful in terms of actually creating safety to then start diving into the feelings and that was definitely my experience of like really I could almost say obsessively but that sounds a bit like an emotional stick doesn't it just like so passionate about learning about everything I could about pre and perinatal psychology so that was really significant 
Then I would say probably one of the next significant uh, things was when I trained in psychosynthesis psychotherapy. So psychosynthesis is a form of psychotherapy developed by a man called Roberto Sagioli, who's an Italian man who did originally study with Freud for a little bit. And that is a psychospiritual approach. And one of the things Sagioli had was something called subpersonalities. So this often nowadays is called things like parts work. So this I trained in in this in the 90s and that was really powerful to really being connecting in with not only the younger parts of me but baby me and to start to really again understand these different parts and the different feelings and experiences and beliefs and again just this deepening understanding and psychosynthesis has a lot of other forms of theory and lots of practices and elements of it that were also really really helpful lots of did lots of crying did lots of uh, 10 years of weekly therapy so that was a, a profound part of my journey to really have lots of support and lots of listening lots and lots and lots and really going back again and again and again to my childhood and my infancy that that was incredibly helpful and actually really helpful as a preparation for parenting it really filled my cup up so that those first few years it was really easy to put myself in my babies and children's shoes because I'd done so much of that in my own journeying so next I did something called rebirthing when it was called rebirthing back in the day and that's a form of breath work basically that helps us revisit our birth experience so that was really really powerful and I also did something called holotropic breath work which was created by Stanislav Grof which is also it's a combination of breath work and music and other things as well again it was incredibly powerful I still remember now specifically one of them where I was right in that birth experience I remember it vividly so with each of these experiences I had I could feel this kind of loosening <laughs> loosening up and some of those symptoms I talked about in the beginning starting to loosen up and I was starting to see differences various forms of body work have been really really helpful so much in terms of supporting me to really move out of dissociation I really was totally understandably and as I talk about quite a lot on the podcast and if you are interested in this I would particularly recommend reading Aletha Salter's most recent book Healing a Traumatized Child where she really talks about that deep physiological understanding of trauma and the fight flight freeze response which in a way parenting we tend to call hyper arousal and dissociation and so of course as babies we're very hard to do much in terms of fight or flight so often there is that move to freeze or dissociation so I was quite dissociated quite a lot of the time and one of the things that really supported me in my moving out of that and moving into 
being deeply present in my body was polarity therapy by Dr. Randolph Stone. And I still remember going to all of those sessions and just having really powerful experiences that I think was so, so helpful for me, particularly in terms of being pregnant. Really just really ah, sinking back to actually being <laughs> connected with my body again and the the enjoyableness of that. And there's been lots of other things over the years. I did forms of yoga. I did things like Pilates. So those were all supportive of that too. I did something called Watsu, which I'm really excited to share the next episode with you, Nicole Moore talks about these kinds of practices so watsu is something where we're supported and held in water and there's beautiful movements that happen and and really as adults we don't often get held in that weightless way that really can support us to have profound reparenting experiences in terms of particularly in utero but also as babies you know to be held and supported and to get to move and to really have that beautiful holding experience so that was really really powerful for me in terms of that experience I had as babies really just not being held those deep early imprints of not being held at all Another form of, if you call it body work, is Alexander Technique. I did a lot of that over a lot of years. Had lots and lots of treatment sessions. Again, was a really supportive way of just really supporting me to really enjoy being deeply present in my body and feeling the, the enjoyment and joy and pleasure and wondrousness of our bodies and presence in our bodies which of course had been in my experience was really not to that there was a lot about you know terror and danger related to my body from that early experience so that again was also really powerful very grateful for that work and then there are the more kind of birth oriented Things. So everything I did really to prepare to give birth myself was really profoundly powerful in terms of another layers of healing that happened in terms of my own birth. So hypnobirthing was something I trained in that was developed by Marie Mongan or Mickey Mongan. And that was before I got pregnant with uh, our first child, a daughter. That's now 22 years ago. And that was really a profound experience. And, you know, I think there's so often such this parallel process. And I wonder if you found that too in terms of our own journeys as parents with that, how we are parenting with also our own inner reparenting. Such a beautiful interwoven process I so often find. And hypnobirthing was absolutely part of that. And then I trained in something called private subconscious mind healing whilst I was pregnant with Lana. And a lot of that was really helping me heal from a lot of fear and terror that I still had in relation to the idea of giving birth. Even though I'd done all these things already, I felt terrified when I imagined giving birth. And really through PSH, 
it, it wasn't very long before I shifted from terror to absolute, complete confidence in my capacity to give birth and really just no fear at all and had very empowering birth experiences. So I'm incredibly grateful to PSH and to really having such a powerful transformation basically from that, still that terror to, yeah, just like, again, this relaxation and confidence and yumminess basically. So I've mentioned here before that I met Peter Jackson at the hypnobirthing training and he was a PSH therapist and he went on to develop Calm Birth, which was uh, had some PSH influences in there. So I also did Calm Birth and I would say as well my own experiences of giving birth. So with my daughter and then my son with in very empowered states at home free birthing again really really helped me shift profoundly in terms of my own experience of being born that that my body was safe and that you know really this this kind of new imprint again that actually birth is safe and uh, you know both my babies are born at Seeming to remember now, it's 40 weeks and five days. So, you know, there's no sense of, I had no sense of fear that they might be premature or anything like that. Again, that PSH was so powerful, very incredibly empowering births, both of those. So they were really um, supportive again. So these each layer, another layer, another layer, and then another layer, and then another layer. In terms of yeah, deep beliefs about birth and then one of the most powerful parts of healing was the experience of holding my babies as a mother holding them and holding them and holding them and breastfeeding them which I didn't I wasn't breastfed that was so powerful and I loved it so much and I could absolutely feel the ways that little baby me was really getting that direct tangible somatic experience of ah being held and being held pretty much all the time you know we I carried them everywhere co-slept had them close always and that was such an incredibly powerful experience to really give them what I didn't experience so that was absolutely incredible (laughs) and it's obviously so easy for me after that whenever I'm doing inner work and with my little baby Marion is that I have that embodied experience as a mother I can I I know how that how I feel in my body I can revisit that experience of holding my lovelies when they were babies and that sense of being really able to give that to little baby me and little baby me really deeply sensing what that is because of observing my babies for all those hundreds and thousands of hours and then of course so relevant well I mean that attachment style parenting of course is a key part of aware parenting but of course another part of aware parenting was and and is 
that beautiful crying in arms when all of a baby's needs are met. So, of course, getting to also give my babies that experience of listening to as many of their feelings as I was able to, again, was deeply healing for little baby me. And I really had that sense as any time I was listening to them crying in my arms when all their needs were met, that in some sense that little baby me was also getting to experience that even though I wasn't consciously thinking that a lot of the time in retrospect I really realized that that had been the experience that little baby me had that sense of ah yes my feelings are welcome my feelings are absolutely welcomed and that was really incredibly powerful and and again I could feel that deep sense of just so much healing happened through all these experiences so I could talk about those forever <laughs> the next thing I'd love to share is about Buteco breathing which is uh, developed by Constantin Buteco I might not pronoun- be pronouncing his first name accurately and uh, that's another one of my favorite things in the whole world and has had such a profound effect for me and you know I'd, I'd love to talk about and think about how my understanding of stress and trauma and then the hyperventilation that happens and how often that sets into train that ongoing hyperventilation and how that can then lead to all kinds of symptoms that we might often see, such as things like asthma and bedwetting and sleep apnea and lots of sinusy type things, lots of mucusy type things, snoring, hay fever, things like that. And really understanding that from a Buteco perspective, those are all part of the symptoms of hyperventilation. So I did a Buteco course uh, with the amazing Sarah Wheeler back before I got pregnant with Sonny. So he's just about to have his 17th birthday. So I've been doing that for 18 years. And it's had, again, one of the most profound effects on my life and particularly just being able to move out of that fight-flight state that I was in almost all the time. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I've, I've talked about dissociation. I was either in dissociation or hyperarousal a lot of the time and really retraining my breathing to be able to be just calm and relaxed. And that really had such a significant effect in terms of the the terror and fear, fear I felt a lot of the time. And, you know, sometimes waking up in the middle of the night feeling absolute terror and... The way I see it, and this isn't a Buteco perspective or an aware parenting perspective, it's just the way I tend to think about it is when we're hyperventilating, we're, we're kind of tapping into that, those deep, old, unexpressed feelings. If you think about, you know, I know the Wim Hof work's very popular nowadays, and I've talked earlier on about rebirthing and holotropic breath work, which are both include you could say they include hyperventilation i'm not sure if they would agree with that but perhaps we might say forms of breath work that do include that anyway that they're deliberately tapping into those feelings so that they can come to the surface and be felt and expressed 
which can be incredibly healing if there's that supportive environment and if it's a short-term thing. But if we're hyperventilating all the time, we're basically in a 24-7, like, you know, massive workshop to <laughs> dig into our deepest unexpressed feelings. As I say, this is not Buteco perspective. It's just something I've been hypothesizing. That I don't know if that's exactly how it works, but that really makes sense to me. So yeah the the levels of relaxation and the comfortableness I feel and how yeah I just don't have that I don't have terror bubbling up anymore and very rarely feel scared it's really profoundly affected my life so very grateful to Buteco then there's been various things that have happened and and really crying <laughs> like some really big crying done lots of really big crying over the past 33 years i remember one really powerful experience i talked a bit earlier on about going on a plane and how often that would help me connect with sensations feelings from being in the incubator and i remember one time having a really powerful session with somebody where they just held me basically and I cried and cried and cried and it was specifically about really wanting to be held and that experience as a baby of just like being desperately longing to be held and I sobbed and I sobbed and I sobbed one of those ones you know where the snot's pouring down and just like absolutely right in that experience with the beautiful balance of attention that beautiful aware parenting term where I was absolutely revisiting the past while feeling completely safe in the present. And I was going on a flight, actually. I was going down when I used to go and run workshops in various cities in Australia. And I was going down to Melbourne that time in particular. And I got on the plane and I felt completely relaxed. <laughs> Didn't feel scared at all when I was even... There was some kind of turbulence and I was fine. So that was like a really clear example for me about the power of crying. So obviously over the years there's been lots and lots of things like that. And also just things that you might think are really apparently minor, but again in terms of just supporting me to be more and more present in my body. One of the things that's had a huge effect has been uh, my passion for barefoot shoes so in terms of actually being connected with the ground and having my posture move back into a healthy state barefoot shoes have been a profound element of that you know when I look back at myself in the I was a teenager in the 80s and it was it was all about the very high heeled shoes with very pointy toes and I see pictures of myself now and I think oh my gosh you know just at the time where I was just most needing this a sense of connection I had these really great big high heels on and just you know even more disconnected from the ground so there have been like lots of just practical experiences things like yeah barefoot shoes and particular forms of exercise that I've been into and those kinds of things have also really had a big effect in terms of actually going, oh my gosh, I love being present in my body, with my body. We have funny terms in this 
language, don't we, in relation to that. And then there's been developing the Marian method that's also been really significant for me. So one of the elements of that is our inner loving presences. So really having my inner loving mother and inner loving father with me and particularly with little baby me, but you know, different ages. But in terms of this that I'm talking about, having them be there, hold me, listen to me. It's been incredibly healing. And as I say, well, as I said on the last episode, I connect in with them every morning and they have these beautiful things that they say to little baby me that are so lovely and gorgeous. <laughs> and then the inner loving presence process, which is really about going back to revisit past painful experiences. And you know, because I have had so many years an experience of going right back to those very early days that's something that I can do with that practice as well and then the willingness work which is another element of the Marian method which has really supported me in taking action without fear I used to be really well you know in that dissociative state it was very very hard for me to take action with things and I love now that I that I act from willingness and not coercion, so I don't feel scared when I do things, basically. That's made a huge difference in terms of, you know, like doing this podcast and writing books and, and creating courses and doing all the things I've done. And also the conversations with life work has also been really significant as part of that reconnecting with a deep sense of belonging, which was one of the things that I was so missing for two and a half decades at least and started to move but really the yeah the conversations with life like has supported me in this beautiful deep 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 sense of belonging which I never thought that was possible for me I felt such a sense of isolation and so I love that beautiful belongingness <laughs> So I have a little puppy on my lap, as as always, snoring. <laughs> so I really appreciate the opportunity to share with you. And I want to say, you know, as I said at the beginning, each of our journeys is so unique. And there are a million, myriad ways for healing to happen. We each have such our own unique journey. And I really invite you to trust yours if you are on a journey of healing from your own experiences in utero or during birth or in those early days and weeks after your birth. And I just want to send so much love to little baby you and to say, oh, sweetheart, I'm so willing for you to receive the, the holding and the listening and the repair and the, you know, the that sense of you having agency and power and in the ways that you didn't back then and just it really is possible to have a completely different experience of our lives of our relationships of our bodies and I'm so willing for that for you so thank you so much for listening I invite you to come and listen to the next episode it's already been recorded it's a really yummy one so I look forward to seeing you next time so much love <laughs>